Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. My name is David. It's Carl. Welcome everyone. Um, welcome back Karen. It's been a couple of weeks and uh, welcome back David. I saw you for the captaincy video. Um, I just want to point out to everyone that David is um, busy doing a lot of fantasy football scout stuff at the moment. He's multitasking away. So for the early stages uh, we're just going to sort of leave him be a little bit quiet for, for the moment because the Leeds Southampton game has just finished. So he has things to write up and things to do for the site. Um, there, so this is a bit of an unusual scout cast because sometimes we broadcast during the matches, sometimes it's after, and sometimes it's a day after. But it's quite rare that it's literally like five minutes after a match because we haven't yet had a scout cast just after those six o'clock kickoffs. There, um, so yeah, Karen, what's coming up in the show? Right, so we just finished double Gamley, the mini double Gamley 25, and we are going ahead um, of the biggest. Double Gelweed probably since, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years, probably ever. Mm. Uh, double Gelweed 26, it's a massive one. So there's a lot to discuss around options, transfers, and captaincy. Um, uh, well, luckily for the viewers, uh, I'm going to wildcard this week. Well, hopefully it doesn't go wrong, but if it does, um, we need the opportunity to show it at least. Um, so we will try to um, yeah, help us. Uh, help uh, the viewers uh, to frame the discussion. We will take um, in a wider strategy involving other chips and the blank of the double game weeks um, to come as well as uh, reveal our captaincy and transfer plans. Um, the first game week 25 has just finished, of course, and uh, we can start checking our scores. So, uh, yeah. What okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so what we've done is we uh, put the pictures up for our scores um, uh, but this was before the Leeds Southampton game. It's been it's been quite a good match for some of us. Uh, well, you know, in in varying degrees. So, Karen, you're going to go first. I'm not sure what your current score is, but you were going into the Southampton Leeds game with 57 points. Um, you had Pope in goal, Cancelo, me, Diaz, and Stones, Rafina, um, who scored tonight, uh, Fernandez, Salah, Son. Ings, who was benched tonight, annoyingly, and Bamford, who you captained, who scored tonight. And on your bench, it was quite a, quite a pacey bench there. <laughs> Antonio and Lookman um, and Martinez and Kufal. So um, quite a high bench score. Um, over, what, what are you, what, do you know what you're on now at the moment? Yeah, I just checked um, and it seems that I'm going to finish on 78 points. Okay. 
um, which is I think a few points above the top 10k average, which is which has been okay until the Dallas Hall, because uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't have him, and I imagine uh, he's on the massively in in some tiers mm-hmm. already. So uh, yeah, 78. I think um, I moved just inside the 700k. It's been a dreadful season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even I can't even figure out how to climb up the ranks um, and. The, the the more I try, the more I find myself stuck. Um, but yeah, anyway, I found I found um, a cl- uh, yeah full house of a clean sheets mm-hmm. with a triple city and double Burnley. Um, it, it was quite enjoying to watch Burnley uh, resisting the clean sheet wipeout, like for mm-hmm. uh, thanks to Tarkovsky cleaning up yeah. the the line. And uh, yeah, so I think one of the main problems I had here is uh, the the bench. I think yeah. a couple of weeks ago I uh, going ahead going ahead of January um, 24 mm-hmm. that was um, I was planning to bench boost because I had a decent bench and and I got 29 points from my bench boost in January 24 which looked very decent um, going into January 25 I didn't realize that I need another bench boost because um, I ended up benching Antonio and Lokman uh, for for a mighty 18 points mm-hmm. together um, while I had to uh, watch Sun uh, Salah mm-hmm. um, and Ings blanking all of them so um, it could have been a bit better but um, yeah currently it was a dead end mm-hmm. uh, wild card active now take out the money from the bench I don't want to see bench points <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's good news at least so do you have um, your bench boost still to go I use it in 24. Ah, so that's uh, and, and I, I hate it. I hate the bench boost. So yeah, well I, I, f- I found it. I found a great opportunity after um, having a decent bench with mm. Burnley as well. Um, so I decided to get rid of it. Um, and and Lockman, yeah, he blanked in a double game week where I use a bench boost on him, and he hold when uh, when I benched him. So uh, it was not ideal, that's... but yeah, 29 points was was decent. Um, and now I can focus on a strategy that does not involve my bench. So okay. um, that's, well, that's at least a relief. Well, well, luckily, we can have a look at your, your wildcard in a bit because it's a good way. We did this before when Seb wildcarded. Mm. When you've got a double game week, it's a great way of framing the chat because you've got a free free reign. So, you know, the players that you're considering, you can, you mm. know, within budget, do what you like. Um, yep. so, so, so it's a good way of, of discussing the best captaincy and the best transfer plans. So this was me prior to, to tonight so I was on 51 mm. um, but I'm now on 87 thank you Leeds and my second favourite team um, so yeah clean sweep across across the bat Edison Stones uh, Loughton who once again returned uh, Dallas who had a huge score tonight because he scored and got a clean sheet um, on top of his two points and maximum bonus I think so big score there um, Rafina scored as well Fernandez got 12 points Salah Gundogan, Ings bench sadly. So I had two free transfers. I I used them on um, on getting Ings and Rafina in. So Rafina paid off. Ings didn't. Uh, Calvert Lewin uh, off the bench against uh, uh, Liverpool for four points. And Bamford was my captain. So um, overall, very pleased. Um, I actually benched Jack Grealish. So there was a lot of uh, a lot of furore about um, Jack Grealish and who you know the the Villa camp. Who on earth? could have leaked this amazing um, news that Jack Grealish was injured. Well, it was just the training pictures and people picked it up and then mm. it was confirmed after deadline that a number of their, their players had, had got rid of him. But that was after the deadline. Um, so that's... that's. And since then, the media has been blaming yeah, FPL for that. And blaming it. And poor old FPL gets blamed yeah. for it. Um, but um, and, that's... Phew. Yeah. 
And moreover, it turned out that Pep doesn't know anything about FPL. So what was yeah. he doing to us in the last five years or so? Like oh. he's he, he's cemented yeah. now as the best, as the most villain well, to uh, it, to FPL it was, community. Because there's there's rules around gambling, around players yeah. obviously gambling, and you can't you know there's rules around that. But I don't think they're quite geared up for the fact of people just playing a game and there isn't actually money changing hands. Um, and they're mm. just doing it for fun. So players like, say, Patrick Bamford captaining himself. Um, but, I, it, you know, he's probably just seen as, as, as a bit of a laugh, really. Yeah. Um, I remember the Stoke side, they were really good at it. And I think, was it Rory Delap or some one of the Stoke players was really good at FPL. Um, but I, I guess now it's just come to the point where every, you know, people are, you know, team news is easy to find because you just... Who were the physios transferring out? Hmm, why the why would yeah. the why would the Villa physios be getting rid of the Jack Grealish? Yeah. <laughs> That's like well, uh, although the transferring out is not always about injured players. I, I, there was one of the stuff in yeah. in Leicester, for example, took Barnes out before yeah. Liverpool, where he hauled. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really mean that uh, Barnes would have missed out, but it's just a way to uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, blame FPL for that, but yeah. So, um, so I'm okay. We will see next. Uh, I was going to say we will see next week uh, yeah. if any physios or staff keep yeah. uh, keep transferring out or they are all banned. <laughs> well, they're all being banned. I'd I'd be heartbreaking if Patrick Bamford has to give up his team. He's done ever so well for himself. Yeah, he has a double game week. Oh, I don't know. I might cry. <laughs> I'd be so heartbroken for Patrick Bamford because he's been consistently yeah. captaining himself and backing himself. And, yeah. Oh. Anything even if he was injured, he wouldn't get himself out. Um, yeah, so my bench um, was okay <laughs> this week. Um, I, I'm not strong enough for a bench boost in the double game week. So I'm expecting, a, and I'm not going to wild card, so I'm expecting a bit of a dip, a slight dip. So if I can maintain a slight green arrow, grey arrow even, if that's possible, I'll be, uh, that's why I'm looking at game week 26. So I'll be looking very envious at your wild card. I'm not going to do it myself though just yet um david let's move on to your side so you did have 48 points you have mccarthy and gold Maguire, cancelo dallas sterling fernandez gundawan salah calvert lewin bamford captain and watkins but obviously obviously um mm. you've done better at the moment so do you know what you're on at the moment because you've got your bamford captaincy points and dallas with a great haul yeah um I've had to just a quick look on live FPL. My my official total is 77, but I took a hit, so I'm on 73. And but thankfully, it's a green arrow, not a huge one. So I'm up to 350k. You know, I've, it's been a it's been a bit of a stagnation the last four or five weeks, but you know, I've still got all my chips left. So I'm kind of hoping that I can look at that rank as a, as a as a couple of game mm. games in hand, like Villa have been looking at the Premier League table. Of course, still got to win those games in hand, so lots of work to do. But yeah, it's really annoying because obviously I sat here a week ago and I said, you know what, I'm considering starting Pope over McCarthy. And I got some strange looks on the show. I got some strange comments mm. in the comments section. I said exactly the same on the FPL show as well. And people were like, what are you, what are you doing that for? And I, and I really believed in it until I got right down to making my final decisions. And I, and I and it's still my fault. I'm not blaming anyone else. But I kind of caved on the whole double game week fever. And look what happened. Pope still outscored yeah. McCarthy, eight points to three. So that's a bit annoying. Um, I also sold Antonio as well. Mm. Um, I kind of, I didn't fancy him to play. I fancied him to get something, annoyingly, if mm. he was going to play. 
but I didn't fancy him to play. Yeah. I um, obviously looked at next week thinking I want to try and bulk up as many double game week players as possible. And so before the whole Grealish news broke, I signed Watkins. I probably wouldn't have signed him mm. um, after that news. So that was annoying. I don't really feel like I went early on that. Um, so, But I mean, you know, hey, it's, it's, <laughs> it still is, is what it is. And at the very least, you know, Antonio is going to play Man City this week. Watkins still has two matches. Yeah. So, actually, in terms of over the two game weeks, I don't regret that too much. It's just, you know, I've cost myself 13 points by that move because I took yeah. a hit. I mean, I, I got rid of Antonio Watkins. as well, but I would, I would have benched him this week and I probably would have gotten rid of him this week. So, yeah. it, I mean, in there's, effect, there's I've got nothing anyway from him. Yeah. Well, the other thing I wanted was I wanted a Brighton defender. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I wanted that. I mean, obviously, they'd done very well recently. Uh, five clean sheets and six before the Palace game, and they really, really should have kept a clean sheet. Mm. Two touches in the penalty box of Palace on Monday night. Two goals. Both of them goals. That They've isn't going to happen every last, week. So. I think it was the last time at Selhurst Park, wasn't it? The one shot on goal, one one goal. It was Zaha. Yes, I think so, yeah. And they've yeah, outdone themselves this time with two touches in the penalty box, two goals. That's, I mean, well, what are they going to do next? Final, Just, isn't it? So score, I don't know, from no shots somehow? <laughs> you never know. It may happen. It may happen. I mean, um, Lewis Dunk loves an own goal, doesn't he? So, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the thing is, so just to explain the decision, because people are probably looking at it and saying, well, he signed a Brighton defender. He's on the mm. bench. The reason he was there was because I was, ex- I actually was expecting Cancelo not to play. I just was completely, utterly shocked that he played at all in that game, because I felt that City could probably get through it without him. Um, and obviously, of course, Gundogan was flagged. And I, I was no way I expected Gundogan to play. And with Antonio as well, I felt relatively comfortable taking a hit to yeah. improve my bench based on the fact that I felt this week more than ever, I probably would need my first sub. Now, in the end, Burn got zero. Um, but, you know, he was two penalty touches in the mm. in the, two penalty box yeah. touches away from a clean sheet. So yeah. it's not the end of the world. And I don't really mind bench boosting him in a double game week when he plays West Brom. Mm. So, yeah, um, could have gone better. Um, obviously, Bamford captaincy. We, we've all, most of us have been going through that pain of the first game. Mm. I've, I've been, I'm one of these people that's been watching on uh, a little bit like a Bond villain, or even just like a cartoon villain at Rafinha. Because mm. obviously, last week I talked about the fact that I probably can't get him. <laughs> the um, man with the with, golden man bun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or the, well, the man with no shirt. By the well, end, he's like. the only Leeds player without a man bun. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I obviously didn't go with Rafinha because, again, I had to look at my team over mm-hmm. the two weeks and I felt if I sign Rafinha now, I'm limiting my ability to n- to name a full five midfielders that play twice in the double game week. So I, I felt so lucky. I mean, I've just written up the article on the on the game and I wrote the article on, on Friday night as well. And basically for both articles in my little Rafinha section, it was just an absolute laundry list of how many times he could have got like yeah. 20 points. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you've captained, if you've signed in as captain Rafinha this week, you've got to feel so bitter about it. it but fully justified because he, he should have come out of this game with like 30 points. It's absolutely ridiculous that he didn't. But I, I definitely got off lucky uh, there because I think my, my rank increase was about 4.5%. If Rafinha had done something or had got the points, he probably was owed. I, I probably would have been looking at a red arrow. Yeah, I'm looking at benching Rafinha game week 26 and it's exactly one of those moments that you were speaking about with Pope it's like am I favouring a double game week player unnecessarily over a single game week player and Rafina looks so good and he can haul at any match so that's something that's a decision to come to as well um, looking at your bench there I'm quite envious there because my bench is absolutely appalling I've got, I'm have got i Jed Steer deep 
Mitchell. I might actually play Mitchell in my eleven, but anyway, it's pretty well, yeah, pretty it's poor. Karam's um, not playing his his bench boost, um, but he's playing his wild card. So we're going to move on to game twenty six in earnest, really. So the whole of this scout cast can be really dedicated to that. We will look at the next four fixtures now, firm transfer and captaincy plans a little later. Um, but we've got some community questions around a double game week 26 and I've put, got some stats as well. Some of, some of them I put up in the captaincy video. Do have a look at that. So that's the sort of the, um, the little brother to um, the big brother of the Scoutcast videos uh, for today and tomorrow. Um, to, and plenty more videos and podcasts to come during the week as well to get all the latest um, news. So this put, this put your draft up. Karen. Um So, as I said, a couple of weeks ago, Seb wildcarded, and it proved a useful way to discuss um, the, our plans for a double game week. Um, so, yeah, I've just put let's put your team up there, and I'll leave. I'll let you go through it, really. So, I don't know how you want to do it. Up to you, really. Go from the back up to the front, or you know, decisions around certain teams. You know, leave it tied up to you. So, I'll put your team up here, and um, if you want to tell people, you know, who's in it as you go, or yeah, leave it to you. All right. So. Yeah, we can probably start uh, line by line just to have uh, give the benefit to everybody who uh, is looking to transfer in any player from any different position. Um, so yeah, um, finally I I have uh, no expensive bench anymore. Um, so the drafts I put in here, I think this is from um, Monday, mm-hmm. Monday I believe. So it has changed a bit, but we can still discuss um, uh, yeah, the teams and, and the players. Um, so in role, I think I think I will I will. Keep Martinez. Um, I sold Pop. Uh, he did his part. Um, I came back to Forster. It could be also the Fulham uh, goalkeeper Fabry if I am desperate for 0.1 as well. Um, and I think the reason for Martinez, as as he is a safe points machine, I think he is still yeah one of the best goalkeepers arguably in in FPL this season. And he plays in 29, so that's something I'm I'm keeping in mind because I'm still not quite settled on a whether I will free hit in 29 or I will wild card in here with some players on the bench that they play on yeah in 29 and use uh, free transfers to um, to build towards that. Um, I don't have to get a full team, I think. Uh, so yeah, Martinez, he plays in 29. He has a double and potentially maybe a double somewhere in 28, I think, mm. if, if uh, Villa Everton um, gets rearranged in in that in that game week so there is a potential to have more games as well than any other goalkeeper um and, and i think he is yeah we we all know what what is he capable of um and if um uh, he he's also so strong with with the bonus points as well should they keep a clean sheet however i'm a, i'm a bit concerned about the length of Grealish injury and how would that affect them uh, offensively and defensively mm-hmm. um, what approach they are going to, to to have so there are a few options as well if you look for a cheap goalkeeper I mm-hmm. think Ariola um, uh, probably I mentioned for the third time in the last five appearances on my scout class but he, he certainly I think he's, he's four five still or four six but he's so cheap as well with a with a, with a five, good yeah. double gimmick yeah and um, watch the captaincy video with mm-hmm. uh, with you and David early mm-hmm. today um, Ariola is is a very good goalkeeper in terms of the expected goals prevented, uh, conceded prevented, and 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 Fulham has been really good the last few weeks. So let's just start with you, Joe. Um, mm. If you are on a wild card or if you are yes. going to recruit a goalkeeper, which ones are you going well, for? Well, it depends. If I if I was wild carding now, 
Um, obviously, you can't play another chip, so you can't bench boost. So you're looking at that single goalkeeper. So yeah, you've gone for Forster there. So yeah, you just go for a, a dead one, um, a dead rubber goalkeeper there. And with Martinez, yeah, I think he's great um, for the double game week because of the save points as well. So let's assume the worst case happens. Villa concede, uh, sorry, yeah, they, they, they concede both matches. So they concede a goal, um, even two goals. But you, if they're facing a team that can score one or two goals against them, chances are... He's been he's been getting so many save points as well. You'd be looking at at least one, maybe two, maybe even three extra points, and then you might even factor in bonus, even if he concedes. If he doesn't concede, if he gets at least a clean sheet, um, you're you're looking at bonus. You could possibly be looking at saves as well. Um, he's exactly the kind of FPL asset I like because um, he's going to rack up points. If you're wildcarding this week, I think Martinez is great. I think Ariola is great. You mentioned that on our Capsi video, David. Um, what what was it again? If you mind us again, David. Why why is Ariola so good as a goalkeeper um, at the moment? Yeah. So uh, what Ariola does is he he. Play, I mean, you. I actually learned this from you, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. That you always want to try and look for a goalkeeper that uh, is a good goalkeeper, perhaps in, in a in a not necessarily bad but certainly obliging it's, it's the David James memorandum that's what absolutely I call it. yeah <laughs> um we saw it with Henderson last year for example yeah. uh Pope has basically made a fantasy living off this um a, a team that will allow shots quite a lot of the time often limit them to the edge of the box to the point that the goalkeeper can make lots of saves uh what it tends to end up uh, creating a scenario of is if the goalkeeper is especially good which is the case with Ariola. um the expected goals uh, rating for each shot that he saves gets added up into a stat called expected goals prevented. And um, the top two goalkeepers for that statistic this season, so the two most influential goalkeepers over their team's ability to keep a clean sheet, uh, Pope is number one, Ariola is number two. Um, so it means that um, they're, they're making big saves in games where they can see lots of shots. Uh, and that usually ends up in a big hole because, you know, the, the saves and the clean sheet and the bonus all kind of um, dovetail into one, really. So, yeah, Ariola, big... Uh, the, big potential for him, I think. Now the other the other benefit as well is just purely strategic. Because when you look at game week 29, if you don't have a free hit or don't plan to use your free hit chip game week 29, Fulham um, are one of a very few teams that actually play. Fulham, Leeds, Brighton, Newcastle, West Ham, Arsenal, Villa and Spurs. And all out of all of those, it's Martinez, Areola and Lloris are the goalkeepers to target in terms of they play then and they have a double um, in game week 26. So, Karen, you are very wise, I think, to get Martinez. But I think if you had Ariola there and you need to find that extra money, I think that would be a good one to go for. Do you want to move on to your defenders? Because here we're thinking yeah. not just clean sheets, we're thinking a bit of attack, hopefully, as well. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards uh, moving away from the triple city defence. Um, and the reason with that, I, I, I actually tested um, how they impact me or how they gain, what, what they gain me from, from, from the clean sheet. And funny enough, I, I didn't actually gain anything by triple clean sheet uh, because they didn't get bonus points. I if, uh, even Cancelo got a yellow card. And then many managers still have Grundogan or a City attacker. And then it didn't really feel like um, there is a huge gain there. So I started to lean towards dumping some of them because with a with the Champions League coming in, there's absolutely no way to predict Pep from 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 here until the next few game weeks. And and, and so I think I will keep Diaz, that's for sure. 
Um, I'm still undecided on. Um, I, I didn't commit the transfers. Uh, that's why you have the the draft with a full team. But there is a possibility to keep Cancelo. But however, I'm I'm leaning to, towards playing the double game week with uh, Luca Dean of Everton. Uh, Ricardo Pereira mm. is is a sort of like a, a differential coming in here. Although I still think he will, his after coming back from his injury, he might be still managed. But Leicester. I think the main reason that I'm wildcard in general, that I'm wildcard in Leicester in, because with the with my position here in in in, in with the with my position in terms of the rank, mm-hmm. and and the, the the crucial spot of the season, I think I need a team that is sort of ignored, if that makes sense. And I think Leicester is not still highly on. Maybe they will after yeah. uh, the next few days, but. Maybe if I can get ahead of the curve a little bit, um, Ricardo Pereira, when he came back against uh, Villa, he had three shots in target, mm-hmm. uh, playing as an out of position right wing. I don't think that would continue, but it, it, it just it, it was just enough to get a temptation there. And I think the rest I will deal with uh, some cheap pinches. So uh, Bern of Brighton, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure whether he will keep his place or not, but he is at least for now, and he plays at 29. Um, and uh, so comments in the chat talking about Maitland Niles, what, what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought I liked a bit of a, a, Maitland, a Maitland Niles mm-hmm. uh, as an out of position um, a defender who uh, looked really really threatening against Burnley. He had a couple of chances. He had a couple of shots as well. Um, and at four point six, I think it's doable. However, the, the only the only concern with it is he's, he's not playing 29, mm-hmm. but I can certainly use him in 27 when Dinia plays, I think, Manchester United, that is, while Maitland is playing in Newcastle. So it sort of like gives me a, a rotational option. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly there are a few teams um, that are strong in the list, um, mm-hmm. like Spurs is strong in terms of the fixture. But did you actually... Do you, do you David trust the Spurs defenders, or yeah. what do you think of I'm the? I'm not sure. I, t- I trust their attack, let alone defenders. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's hard to really know. It, it's weird. I feel like Mourinho's time at Spurs is very much Mourinho's career path in a microcosm. In eighteen months, he seems to have gone through the whole three-year period, and we're now at the stage where we have scapegoats and the defensive problems are, are coming back in as well. I mean, he hasn't kept a consistent back. Uh, backline for a while. I was I was actually looking at this earlier because I was writing up um, the scout squad, which is uh, just on site where we pick our best players for the game week. And um, obviously, you're talking long term, um, but I think it's still the my my problems with the Spurs defence. I think are still evident in the double game week because their fixtures are nice, as you've mentioned there. Burnley and Fulham, two very low scoring sides. So you think clean sheet, you'd hope. But in terms of trying to pin down someone to like actually play. I mean, it's 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 become a lottery again. Mm. Um, you know, Dyer has uh, played three of the last four. Uh, Alderweireld's played three of the last five. Um, Regulon's back, but you know, how quickly is he going to come back in? Aurier's got a calf problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Doherty has played has played two sub appearances last four. Ben Davis has played it's something like six of the last seven, but he's obviously missed the last one. So what's the deal there? Sanchez has uh, started three of the last six. So there's just no consistency in that back line other than, I suppose, Lloris, a 5'6". Um, you know, he's going nowhere in terms of his place. And actually, in recent years, he has actually been quite good for saves um, because, I mean, he's on paper a good goalkeeper. You know, he's got to make saves and Spurs do concede a fair amount of shots. Um, between It's between him and Pope, really, if you want a goalkeeper, if you're going to pay 5.6, if you want to get 
some clean sheets, not loads. Mm. Um, with the possibility of saves, like he's more likely to get them than the De Gea's and the Edisons and the Allisons. But do you want to spend 5.6 million on a Spurs goalkeeper? Probably not. Yeah. So yeah, the Spurs defence is a real um, tricky place to invest in. When you're wildcarding as well, you've got to be absolutely cast iron certain, haven't you, that that defender, mm. if, especially if you're going to pay a little bit extra for them to be yeah. a so-called top six side. It's, yeah, it's. If, uh, it, I would say it's a no-fly zone at the moment. Uh, if, some, if, if, if a back four or a back five or a back three emerges in the next couple of weeks, then maybe, but you've got to make that decision now. So, yeah, it would be something I'd probably avoid if I was on a wildcard. I, th- I think you're right to get the likes of Luca Dean and Pereira and um, Diaz, obviously, um, because you can move on to other players from them, but also they do have that sort of differential points potential, especially... Pereira. I've got I've got a couple of things I can put up uh, in terms of stats. So um, one, I'm going to put up the the uh, I've put up the fixture difficulty next. So this is um, what this this shows is is the teams. This is the fixtures for 26, but in terms of the their difficulty according to fancy, fancy football scout season ticker at the moment. So this this decrees that that Tottenham have have the most favourable fixtures, Burnley. And Fulham, so that'd be the one. If only there was a nailed-on option there. It does make me think that Larice might be okay, but I do think Ariola and Martinez just offer a bit more in terms of points potential. Everton, Southampton, and West Brom. So there's, there's clean sheet potential. Plus, we know with Luca Dean, Calvert Lewin's back. There's um, assist potential. Um, Villa. This this shows why you're right to get Martinez in Leeds and, and Sheffield United. Then the Crystal Palace have apparently the easiest fixture. I don't think Manchester United is quite that easy, but it's the Fulham game they're thinking about there. There were some quotes um, I, I gave on the captaincy video this morning, um, so do have a look at that on YouTube. That's from Gary Cahill, and there does seem to be a change in mentality in their team. They they're sort of sort of had enough of losing, so they are um, attempting to defend quite hard at the moment. So the focus is back on defence. That's why we saw Mitchell there. Um, I'm actually going to field Mitchell, weirdly, in um, this double game week. I, I don't have a tremendous amount of options because I'm not wildcarding or, or I haven't set up for a bench boost. Um, but if he plays, I think he might get a clean sheet against Fulham. It's possible. It's possible. Um, West Brom defence have been quietly getting better. Um, so Maitland-Niles is quite good. If they are going to get you know some form of attacking return, he, you know, he might get it. He's, he's more or less pretty out of position there. Um, and then Leicester... Um, Arsenal, Burnley, not so much Burnley, but Arsenal, Arsenal, Leicester games historically have been really good. <laughs> a lot of goals. Um, I don't know whether that's going to happen with Arteta as much, um, but yeah, I like the idea of, of Pereira once again out of position. He's been playing quite high up on the wing. It's quite interesting. Um, uh, you mentioned the Leicester Arsenal game mm. because it used to be a fist of draws in the last mm. few years up until 2018, actually. Mm. But it seems like since I didn't check where, whether it's just the time where uh, Brendan Rogers took over Leicester, it has been actually very low scoring uh, okay. games. And oh. Leicester have kept th- three clean sheets in the last four um, matches in, mm-hmm. in the league. So if he's like an, an, an Arsenal, Arteta's Arsenal, and the big games, they used to be a KG mm-hmm. and don't open for a lot of space. So I can see it as well. As, as a sort of a nil nil or one nil nil which one nil game which actually doesn't really correspond to my decision to uh, have a double attack but at least it might justify having um, a Leicester defender um, so that's, that's something I just like to add on um, on the Leicester Arsenal I was going to put up just this other slide here of um, big chances conceded 
Um, and this brings you on to your team because I noticed you have one Manchester City defender in. Yeah. Um, I've currently got two, and I, God, I wish I had more. I think I've got about four or five in the Sky game, which you can, you can. There's no limit on the team. Um, just get as many as you can. Um, but the reason is I've got big chances conceded. This was I've got to say this was prior to uh, the Monday and Tuesday games this week, but this is last four matches played, mm. so they're broad, broadly the same. Um, and in terms of big chances conceded, um, the absolute best defence is Man City's. They've had two big chances conceded. Conceded, um, they conceded just two goals, and the expected goals conceded yeah. very, very low, well under three. It's the same in the last six game weeks so, as well. If so, you I, that. so if we go yeah. back to your wild card, are you tempted mm. to because you could get Stones in? You can, uh, you know, quite quite easily. You could get Cancelo in even. Uh, there is yeah, the option of Edison as well. Who hasn't? I mean, these are double yeah. game week sides. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean. Um, in the last four matches, and even if you extend to the last six mm. matches, they have conceded only two big chances. Conceded. And there was a, a ridiculous stat I saw mm. on, on Twitter that they allowed only four shots on target uh, by facing Liverpool, um, Spurs, mm. um, and uh, the, 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 the recent size they have faced, which is absolutely mental. Mm. Um, and as I said, like a few minutes ago, the triple city defense didn't give me a gain in the mm. rank, which means if I dump two, I will actually be on a red arrow, probably from that clean sheet. Um, the, the question would be, okay, if I want to double up, which I'm, I'm very keen on it, I can I can easily, um, um, uh, yeah, mm. uh, return one of Pereira, or um, probably Pereira would be, Return it back to to one of the city defense. Then the question: Which one? Because with the Champions League coming in now, yeah. Laporte is fed, Walker is fed, Zinchenko is fed. So can I give these clean sheet points elsewhere without having the risk that that the player might be benched? Yeah, actually? yeah. I mean, it's, with, so, we're talking rotation. Well, you could get two Man City defenders in. And I get the point. You could have basically end up with one. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, D- David, looking at um, Karim's defense here, I mean, I guess if you were wild carding, would you have broadly similar, or are there any other players that you, you think people should be considering? Yeah, I think uh, uh, looking at Leicester is definitely worth doing. Um, when you look at the season ticker for the rest of the season, so I mean, um, apologies, people can't see how I've sorted it just now, but I've basically just extended it all the way to the end of the campaign, mm-hmm. which obviously includes a double game week. They've got some really nice home games, uh, Arsenal. Uh, Sheffield United, West Brom, Crystal Palace, Newcastle are, are some of the home games, and everything's grouped together really nicely. They obviously don't play in 29, but it, you know, I, I, building a full 11 in that week without a free hit chip is going to be hard anyway. So I don't really think that's going to put people off. Um, Brighton, they 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 play away, so basically they, they get Arsenal, Brighton, Sheffield United uh, uh, with the, with the double with Burnley as well. Mm-hmm. Then Man City obviously is a tricky one, but then you get West Ham, West Brom, uh, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle, all in a nice mm-hmm. block before Man United, Chelsea, Spurs for the last three games. So you can probably just switch him maybe for a Liverpool defender, to be honest, because their last three of the season are really nice. Um, which does actually bring me on to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, their, their defensive run slowly improves for the rest of the season. And you'd like to think that maybe that might dovetail with um, them sorting out their problems um, at Quebec, you could say. Um, <laughs> because, you know, they haven't really gelled with the new guy just yet. But there's no reason why he can't, I don't think. Um, you know, I think I think they can keep a clean sheet against Sheffield United. Then they've got Fulham in 27. Um, Wolves aren't typically high scoring. They face them in 28. Um, depending how bad this Grealish injury is, you know, they play Villa in 31. Um, and then they've got for the last uh, six games of the season, Newcastle at home, 
Uh, Man United away, which to be honest, that'll be a nil-nil, knowing how those two teams play each other in the league most recently. Uh, Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home. So they finished the season really strong. And actually, in the last four matches, um, a rather familiar face has been slowly creeping up the charts. Mm. The last four matches, Trent Alexander-Arnold is third highest for chances created. Uh, behind only Tierney and, and and Luke Shaw is just a ridiculous machine of a defender right he, now. I mean, Luke he, Shaw is this right now? I've got this from Fantasy yeah. Football. He's had fifteen <laughs> chances created, yeah. which is almost double Alexander Arnold's, Aaron Cresswell. Um, he, 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 three times as many as the great Loughton of Burnley. <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, he's looking he's looking good. I mean, United's fixtures are not. Uh, as nice as Liverpool's, but of course, you know, the, the saving you can make there. I mean, he's shown in the most recent games that actually you can take him into a game that he, they're going to concede and he probably still get an assist. Mm-hmm. And then if there's a chance they're going to keep a clean sheet, which I can do, there's a double figure hall right there. So he's worth thinking about too. But I, I do just, I, I'd love to make sure that people just keep an eye on the fact that Trent Alexander-Arnold, I don't know, maybe for the last 12 games yeah. of the season, comes back into the, uh, the frame and just completely messes everything up because he's so flipping expensive that in order to actually have him... Yeah. You're going to have to break the shape of your team, so he's a good wild card option. Remember, about it was about two months ago. Um, it was a scout cast, and or was it when I was I was talking to Andy in a particular video? It was one of the videos, and we were looking at Luke Shaw's emerging stats, um, and it was slowly getting more and more interesting. And then he was starting to get talked about a bit more, and then it, then those chances created started turning into assists, and now he's actually delivering. So he's getting those underlying stats. And that's possibly what we're going to start seeing with Alexander-Arnold. Now, a lot of people say, right, Liverpool's form. And I think the assumption is they're suddenly going to turn into Lincoln City. But they're not. They're Liverpool. And they, you know, like Man City, like Manchester United, these are good sides. And they have runs of bad form and they have runs of very good form. And you definitely want to be on their runs of good form. Um, so I think at the moment, I, if I was wildcarding, I would probably try and get Luke Shaw in. Because I think I, there's a chance of um, points at both ends of the pitch. Very strong chance there. I'd want Luke Shaw, Pereira, possibly double City defence. Somewhat a Brighton defender. If because of um, uh, I wouldn't be bench boosting, and it would be for game week twenty nine in mind. And I think it was Luca Dean would be the one that miss out for me. Um, but that's just me. Um, before we move on to midfield, Karen, have, has, have you sort of had any second thoughts about your defence? <laughs> Well, I think I think the double city defense is um, is, is still quite a strong option um, f- from from myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it comes down to how much I want to take a risk on Pereira himself. I might just go really boring to Soyuncu or Evans um, or Castagna uh, mm-hmm. could be um, could be another option. So I, I like to invest in Leicester, but I'm still not 100% sure on Pereira himself, mm-hmm. um, just because of uh, how his minutes could be managed. Um, Ready, Ready Leon could be, I know we don't trust the Spurs defense, but um, if you look for something different, maybe, maybe he could be, he could be an option. We, we've seen before his injury, he was, he was so attacking and, and uh, he, He's part of the attacking side of Spurs and him missing the last period of time probably contributed a bit to where they are now. Uh, but I think the focus would be more on the attack, which we will come into in a few minutes, talking mm. about Son and Kane as okay. well. Well, yeah. well. Well, let's have a look at the, the midfield because, I mean, these this is starting to be the players that we're thinking about captaining. 
Um, and other other people who maybe have a triple captaincy might start considering some of these players. So for the benefit of those listening on the podcast, um, if you could go through through your, your five uh, midfielders and, and some of the reasons why you picked them. Yeah. Um, so finally, I'm getting uh, Mr. <laughs> Elkai Gondorian in my draft. I, I have watched the Arsenal game and it was not fun the last 30 minutes. You can correct me if you watch the game, but I noticed that Gondolin was not that much involved when KDB was was back and taking his duties. But when KDB was was uh, substituted, I thought, oh, this is going to be one of the hardest steady minutes I'm going to follow because I don't have Gondolin. And and he was heavily involved. He could have a couple of chances. Um, and he even said in the press conference ahead of the Champions League game that he likes the new role. He's been more involved in it. Um, and and it's it's kind of a tactic adjustment that allows him to play more um, in in that role, getting more to the box. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any problem um, why this wouldn't continue. So I think I think if don't change a winning team is the the, the, the theoretical formula. And I think where we are, what we are doing now, especially with Grundle and being more involved as an extra players, extra player in the box, I think he will he will still have a ridiculous value. Um, Talking about the penalties, uh, until today, Pip claimed that he doesn't know who's going to take the penalty. So I'm interested uh, to see maybe if we get a penalty in the Champions League, that would help a lot. Edison. If, if it... Edison. Uh, give me Edison. <laughs> I want Edison. Please. I, I, once, fans... If I get Edison's penalty goal, I'm going to. I've won FPL. You, you went in my head. You won FPL. Quit. Yeah. Retire. Like, <laughs> retire. That's it. Uh, I think one of the biggest Man City fans is to give the penalty to Ederson because we are done with mm. missing penalties. Uh, anyway, so I think Gundogan is here. Now, honestly, I, I love Kevin De Bruyne and I, and I wouldn't have any hesitation to recruit him just for the fun of, of, of loving him and having him in, in my FPL team. But I still don't know if he's ready enough to play the double game week, at least two starts or so. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, it's, it really depends on what's happening in the Champions League game. Um, but I think that the attack is is certainly an option. Uh, the two home games in, in 26 are very strong for them. Mm. Um, Fernandez is uh, uh, yeah, he stays there. Um, he he gets the uh, he pace, gets the points. Yeah. Copy pace, yeah. Don't don't mess up with him. Even owning him um, isn't good enough. You've got no. to captain him every week. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, the, the issue for me here is, is Son because mm. I've, I've watched the captaincy video earlier today and I was quite shocked by the numbers that um, uh, that was mentioned in terms of his involvement mm. in the last few game weeks. Yeah. And I, I'm honest to say, if I am on a free hit, I will probably not have both Kane and Son for the double game week because I still think that there are a few options. But I feel I am losing and I'm out of control or I'm forced to have both because I'm still thinking about not free hitting in 29. So it's like of I'm recruiting them for the double game and hoping for the best, carry them over the next period until 29 and then reassess. But Son have, yeah, I've been quiet, right? And mm. um, I'm not sure really um, against two teams which looked on the paper strong, strong double game week for them. But they can frustrate, and and we've seen they are not whipping boys. They are uh, mm. very well organized teams. Uh, they are playing. So I, I don't know. I think I need a cover from Spurs at there. That's hundred percent. But do I need both? Now, that's, I mean, the, the one, um, the, the, my first question is where's Salah, 
and does it matter? Mm. I'm that, that was my question. <laughs> yeah, well, there's both that way. The weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Salah Salah has has left the team, uh, and and mm. I sort of committed to it because I have some value tied up with him, and I sold him just to give myself the impression that I might not get him back. Mm. Um, I think at the 12.6 million, he's not doing what uh, what he's worth. Um, and I don't see myself captaining him until the end of 31. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a much better team overall. I, I don't, well, uh, I, I don't rule out Salah to blank mm-hmm. uh, the, the double game week. Uh, he's been doing this for for such a long time now. But I don't. I wouldn't also With... be surprised if he scores. He he will be annoying if if he if he scores. But I don't think that we will see a mega haul from him no. in, in a double game week. Well... What would be your now? Because um, Salah is twelve point mm. six, I believe, at the moment, and yeah. Yeah. Um, Fernandez, you've got is eleven million, and your that's your your current price there. And then your next one yeah. down is Son at nine point five, who you said you want to keep for twenty nine. Yeah. Um. What? What's if Salah starts becoming Mo Salah again? <laughs> um. Mm. You'll want to get him in, otherwise you might see your rank slipping a bit. Um, yeah. It's been a bit slipping all season. You, who who makes way? Would it be uh, who who would make way in order to get Salah in? I mean, what I was thinking was, could you not use Salah as a placeholder somehow? I mean, I know it's yeah. a big jump, for example, to get to as in in your current squad to go from Son to Salah. But if you're mm-hmm. I, your point about planning for game week twenty nine, could mm-hmm. you not use Salah or or maybe even De Bruyne yes. as your placeholder for Son, so that then when because it's a because I completely get that you feel much more comfortable planning for that but at the same time when you get to game week 29 actually Salah to Son would be easy because you know it's a blank game week a guy not playing to a guy who's got a nice fixture so I don't know I mean is that maybe a, a way to go that's what I was thinking perhaps would be my suggestion I suppose I, I do think it's a way to go um, I think that the difference in this wildcard team is actually um, going big at attack mm. uh, when, when we come to it yes. uh, I have two premiums up there and I fancy both of them um, we'll talk about when we come to the forward line, but that would come at a cost, um, um, and that cost was was Salah for me. Um, I still think that the features for for the for Vardy and Kane are are. Oh, I will always deal with the paper more what is the current form because they are still good players and they can return in any minute. But I think I think the opportunity for Vardy is is high enough. Okay. And 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 the two point six, the two point five million difference would have allowed me to go uh, much bigger in at the back, for example, um, much uh, going from uh, four point five to a Gondogan, for example. So that's think... sort of a difference that makes for me. Um, well, so I'll, put, yeah. I'll put some um, some of the stats we put up on the Catsy video as well these expected goal involvement last four which highlights about issues like around Salah and and I think David's point about which is essentially it's easier to get rid of him than get him in <laughs> if you just yeah. start with Salah the and then move yeah. move away <laughs> um and I yeah, think with a, I always whenever I have a wild card yeah. around a time when it, there's a question of it yeah. I always I always keep him in and just one mm. other thing the question being raised about mm. what can you do in double game week um uh, away from home this season, he's got ten goals, which is the most of any mm. FBL midfielder. This is Salah. Um, obviously, he plays away at Sheffield United, who have all three of their first choice centre backs all out. 
Um, I think there's a big chance he goes big against Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, people have been a, a bit frustrated watching them when they play the the home games, and they've they scored two goals in their last six home mm. games, which I think is joint worst in the Premier League, which is awful. Uh, yeah. But they ha- they're not having that same issue away from home. Like they're finding it a lot easier to actually get the goals when they're on the road. And Salah is top for that. So I I think a double-figure haul in a double game week for Salah is not really outside the realms of possibility because um, he's only got to get a goal and some bonus in the first game and play 60 minutes and not even keep a clean sheet just to, t- to tide you over that to maybe 10, 11 points. Mm. And then and then from that base, you can move you can move him out if, if you need to. Um, I just, yeah, I, I hate wildcarding and not having the most expensive player in the game if he's at, not necessarily a crossroads, but certainly a point to prove moment because well, he loves banging in those moments. The, the, the stats have got up on the screen of the expected goal involvement last four matches. And this underlines your Gundogan move there. Um, he's got five big chances and mm. mo- the, the, the best expected goal involvement of, of, of any of the players that we're looking at here, really, in terms of, um, I guess, captaincy options. Um, but definitely for your wild cards. Um, he's expected to be involved in well over four goals, and he did score four and assisted mm. another. Bruno Fernandes there, two big chances, and expected goal involvement well over three. Scored four goals, so doing well. Created 11 chances, so, you know, broad spectrum of points, and we know that he's good with bonus. But um, next is Salah in terms of expected no. goal involvement. So he's only, well, I say he's only scored two goals because he's 12.6. But he really should have expected to be involved in, in at least three, in, in in around three. But he's had five big chances, which is the same as Gundogan. So mm. if Liverpool can improve, it's Salah. And as we've mentioned with Alexander-Arnold, and I'm, I would be minded to take, I say a risk, but I would go for the risk of getting them in and then running away from them. So it's that old wildcard thing mm. I've talked about before. How can I run away from them? I can't. I don't think I can run to Salah, but I can definitely run away from him because he's so expensive. Run away anywhere. Um, further down that list as well, you can see Son. He's he's at the bottom of the ones I'm looking at here in terms of captaincy or getting in on a wild card, and he's expected to be involved in not even a goal. Um, he's had one big chance and he scored one goal, so we know he's clinical, but he has to be pretty clinical. And he's against two of the the, the two statistically best goalkeepers. I think Kane, even though his stats, underlying stats, aren't so good, I think that the Burnley um, um, and uh, remind me who else he's playing against? Burnley, the the two things, yeah, Burnley and Fulham um, games that he's got, I think are more Kane type games because he's got the penalties, he gets the bonus um, mm. whenever he scores. So you know, a, a goal in each game and bonus nine points in each eighteen. I think that makes him a really good option, but I'm not sure Son does. So my. What I'd probably do with your with your if I was Barcardi now, but I'm not you, obviously. But I would mm. look to not have Son, and I would have Salah instead. And mm. then if I wanted Son in game twenty nine, I would look towards that, and because that's a very easy move to make, and you get three million back. Um, mm. But I don't know if I could get to Salah from Son. That would be quite hard. So, any food for thought there? I feel like we're bullying him now. <laughs> no. <laughs> We we both both decreed. We both decreed that you must have Salah. But, but going back to your wild card, you can see the yeah. dilemma here because without Salah, your wild card's amazing <laughs> because you've yeah. spread those those the, the budget around and and they're really good players and there's a I mean it's a really good eleven um, that you've got for this week and and going ahead mm. for future weeks. So 
Yeah, would you go with balanced squad or Salah? Probably, yeah. That's that's the challenge. And uh, why are you convincing me? I'm I'm just trying to draft right now uh, a team with a Salah in. And I actually, yeah, and I actually, we're in his head now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got oh, so there. plans, I blame you. <laughs> Salah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... so I mean, this basically is the plot to Inception too. Yeah. Really, you know, just to create the idea in his head, and then yeah, yeah a couple of yeah. minutes later, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio, you're uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. This is great. Um, yeah, I'm going around <laughs> myself now. Yeah, I, I think I think there is a decent chance that I can build a team. Um, that will be a four-three-three that includes mm-hmm. Salah, Fernandez, and Gondogan only, mm-hmm. with uh, cheap uh, two mids. And because the, the main idea, I'm I'm leaning towards an expensive forward this next period mm-hmm. of time. And it feels like I'm not, I'm fe- I'm feeling, I'm not feeling like I want to lose one of Vardy or Kane for the time being. Um, and, and so it's certainly an option, uh, but it will come at a cost that I would be uh, inflexible with the formation, which is, uh, it's fine if I get the points, but... I'll, I'll just go back to those expected goal involvement yeah. stats again, because there's another player I want to mention, Harvey Barnes there. Um is 6.9 it's just gone up uh, in price since, yeah. since i've made maybe going up so fast is since i put this picture up he's gone up in price yeah. um but he is in terms of expected goal involvement and indeed big chances he's better than son here so if, if anyone's yeah. thinking son or harvey barnes it's harvey barnes i think i think he has better fixtures and i wouldn't be too clouded by that game week 29 fixture because you've got all the fixtures mm. 26 27 28 before that and these are good fixtures for leicester um, mm. He's a good long-term move, good medium-term. Um, I like him. Awesome, um, he's yeah. he's my target. I have Jack Grealish, mm. and I'm looking to make a very easy move away from Jack mm. Grealish to Harvey Barnes. I think Harvey Barnes is is my man uh, for this week. Um, but going back to your wild card again, um, I think we have to talk about we'll move on to your attackers because this yeah. is the this is the crux of it really. Was without Salah. You know, mm. with that broad spread, with Barnes, Son, Gundogan, uh, Fernandez, all in midfield, and you've got good defence as well, and you can afford Martinez mm. in goal. And this is where um, this is where it really comes into its element here. So there's no messing around with Brian Brewster or Sidibe from Stoke or whoever <laughs> the <other> rubbish <laughs> that we've had over the years. You've gone for Calvert-Lewin, Kane and Vardy, who are three absolutely solid, cast-iron, brilliant captaincy shouts this week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, why are they yeah. so good? Why are they... Why have you... I mean, why have you essentially ripped up your team to create a, a team that enables these three really good um, strikers? Mm. I think there is a feeling that where I am now... I have nothing to lose in terms of having a decent rank by the end of the season. Like my top target will be always a top top 100k, maybe top 50k. If I am far away like now, like 700k or so, mm. it wouldn't make a difference if I am 900k or 500k. And to try and and like how to say, take the last shot, probably mm. one of the last shots, I would say. This is one of the biggest double game weeks we will ever see. So if I don't take a big advantage of it, maybe. This is it, very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it's almost one third of the season, but the opportunities, the, how big are they? Um, this one, this is certainly one of them. And I don't think that anybody, or at least very few, would be tempted to draw a bigger attack. Mm-hmm. And and they are rightly so because we've seen the budget attackers are offering a decent value. 
recently and um, in the lives of Watkins and Bamford and, um, and DCL. But this time, I feel like that those those players are first our captaincy options, and my captain would be one of the three. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about yes. it in the captaincy part at the end mm-hmm. of the of the show. Yeah. Um, one of them, Kane, is playing in twenty nine, and Calvert Lewin has one of the best double game weeks mm-hmm. uh, from an attacking perspective. Vardy is owned, I think, by nearly an 18% or so. It's 18.9%, but I don't think he's so active in the engaged managers, uh, at least in the top 1 million or so. So I feel that Vardy will be will be actually my own differential in a way. Um, and and the, 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 the season ticker has a, gives Leicester an outstanding run, even beyond the double game week, uh, with the Brighton, Sheffield United, um, and uh, yeah, West Ham, West Brom, Crystal Palace, all the way until the end of the campaign. So, because I'm wildcarded now, and um, planning to a very like a mid-term or long-term options, I think Vardy would be nice to sit and forget. Mm. Um, uh, oh, you might mention at the end of the, of the show, Joe, but I'll be away for for the time being, mm. and I don't want to have to watch Vardy uh, busting the stats, like not having the ball. So um, I will, I would, I would like to come and check the score at the end of the game and see that Vardy has has uh, yeah. has a score to brace. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Vardy is he, he has an expected goals of 1.9, which is like he's already in the table but not very high up yeah. but he doesn't need that so um if, if he, he doesn't need that to um score yeah. however there's an issue with him that he did not score a lot from an opening play this season i think mm-hmm. it's only three or four goals and eight penalties so I'm, i don't know if i have to be concerned about this or not but i think Vardy is a differential and i want to play a bigger attack just to look for something different and i think they are good enough um, do it, so. yeah, David, what do you think of those three attackers there, Calvert-Lewin, Kane and Vardy? Mm-hmm. Um, and any others that you think he could be considered? Yeah, well, I mean, I really like I really like Calvert-Lewin. We talked on the captain mm. video about how I think he can be one of the best captaincy candidates this week when we look at um, Southampton and um, yeah, West Brom's defence uh, over the most recent weeks um, and what he can offer in terms of um, breaking those down. Um, for, for me, yeah... Again, I don't want to sound like I'm bullying Karen, but um, <laughs> Barnes and Vardy for me is possibly, I, I would be a little bit uncomfortable with that much Leicester. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of abuse from, Le- from Leicester fans now, but um, yeah, Vardy, it's been a long time since I can really justify owning him for some of the reasons you mentioned there. Mm. In that I feel like Barnes offers a much higher ceiling, bearing in mind he's a midfielder, and much greater threat from open play. Um and of course, the price as well is, is fantastic. So, to be honest, banging on the salad drum again. Mm. Um, to be honest, I'd probably downgrade Vardy to, um, you know, someone like it's, it's tricky because I'd love to have a Watkins right now, right? But with, with Greenish mm. out, it's a bit of an issue. Um, to be honest, I mean, this is where I'm going to sound like a right crackpot, but then again, I did tip Minamino last week, so maybe <laughs> I'm a mad scientist. Uh-huh. Um, last four matches, uh, minutes per expected goal involvement in the Premier League. Uh, Umbe Diane, I still have no idea how to say his name, but the West Brom striker. <laughs> the West Brom guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he, well, I'm going to call him Luca, Luca Dean's cousin because he's one letter away from having the same surname. 
Um, he's fourth best for minutes per expected goal involvement. And, you know, we've been talking about um, West Brom's fixtures aren't like awful, awful, and uh, especially in the short term. Um, you know, and he's getting returns and he's and he's asking questions and he's got blue hair, so even better. Mm. Uh, I, I might even downgrade Vardy to him so that I can have Salah upgraded from Son. Mm. Um, and then that's not to say that Vardy is, or that Diani is, is a better option than Vardy, but it's all about spreading that money and thinking about structure of a team kind of moving forward. I think in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to start talking about Diania in the same sort of conversation as an Antonio or a Calvert-Lewin. Well, I mean, I'm just so, having, having a look at Diania's um, um, ownership. He's in 0.5% teams. <laughs> so he's a really great differential with with a double. Um, yeah, I, I can see the temptation there. Vard, him instead of Vardy, but then upgrades on to Salah and... Mm. But yeah, that's um... well, three attacking returns in the last five. So he he is converting them uh, with mm. a decent sort of you know he's only just turned up and he's already got the sort of the, the nous of, uh, of of converting decent expected uh, data into well, actually that, ticking well, over. That, that is so. vintage scout cast um, uh, wild <laughs> card right wild card oh, yeah, yeah. banter. There is to say, don't bother with Jamie Vardy, the gold boot, multiple gold boot winning. <laughs> Premier League winning guy. Just go for the guy that we can't even pronounce from West Brom. <laughs> well, I mean, I could have always, uh, I could have always suggested uh, Jean Philippe Mateta because uh, that's a wonderful phrase yeah. and it means no worries. So I could, we could yeah. even look at him. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna this bang the Vardy drum here. So what I've, one, I've got um, some stats here is team attack. So this is the last four, um, well, the last four matches I put here. I've just put these in this morning. Uh, I can't remember whether I put them in your notes or not, so you might be looking at this blind. But um, it's expected goals, uh, shots on target, um, and goals themselves over the last four weeks. And what that shows with Leicester is they've had 21 shots on target, which is exactly the same as City. And we talk about the Man City attack and how they're sort of, that's gelling and they've got multiple goals. But Leicester are on a par with that, so that's the sort of form they're in. They've scored seven goals, expected to score um, well over five Um over the last four matches, um, I think I think it could be a shrewd investment to go for Vardy um, and Barnes, but I do think it's Barnes. I do agree with David, and that's why my top target at the moment is Harvey Barnes, which is I never thought something I'd ever say, <laughs> um, but that is true, and I think he is more than Vardy is. So I think if someone's thinking of both, if thinking of which one, I think I would go for Harvey Barnes. Um, but adding him, adding Vardy into that as well, I think I think you can do well. Twenty-one shots on target, that's really good over the last four mm. four matches. And I, I, I get the impression they're getting better. And they have good, I think, reasonable fixtures. The Arsenal one, especially. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to go wrong. I think it's one of those. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't think it's like a bad move. It's, I guess it comes down to personal style. You know, for me, I, I don't like to. I, I, I don't like to double up too quickly on an attack but at the same time I'm, I'm looking at I, I feel like I have to take fewer risks maybe because he was sort of saying that you know you kind of haven't you're at this point now where you have to tilt very much in a certain direction to make up some ground I mean I'm not exactly having a great season either so don't take that as you know I'm doing you know doing way better I'm 350k so I've still got some risks I'm going to have to take at some point um, in terms of like, so for example like I don't want to go without Salah because basically I'm a dullard and I like to think mm. about team structure it's not the worst idea in the world to um, to put a bigger bet on something you feel confident about, because as Joe said there, like the Leicester's attack has been doing it. It's just how 
confident are you prepared to be on that bet coming off? It's a bit like Swords and Shield, I suppose. You know, if um, if you if you go in with one attacker, then maybe that just buffers against other people on that. Mm. If you put all your eggs in one basket, then you've got a higher ceiling of it maybe coming off and, and it making up that lost ground because for every goal that goes in, it is actually a big green arrow for you because you've got the goal and the assist rather than just the goal or the assist. Okay, what we're going to do is um, we'll sort of round off um, the wildcard and stroke a, d- a double game week 26 best options chat with some community questions. Um, so, uh, Pep Talk, how are you balancing the temptation to replace good single game week players with those with a double in 26 and also possibly in 27 and 28 as well? Uh, also, for those without a free hit or wildcard, how do we cope with blank game week 29? Um, so we can see here how you're doing that because you're having a little bit, a little bit of Brighton <laughs> there, and you've also yeah. got Villa and Spurs. You're thinking of, but they also have a double. Um, yeah. But you have got Smith Rowe in there now. Arsenal play in 29. So presumably that's that's your answer, Karen. Would be um, you know fill, fill your bench up with some of those 29 assets that that, that can return. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I must say that um, I, I noticed that um, um, Smith Rowe spot is not uh, is not nailed on no. anymore with the odr playing and they have europe but it certainly uh, grows along with yes uh, when i have a cheaper players where possible who, who i can bench uh, with a with a fixture in 29 um and and certainly arsenal are are one of those teams that i might get um, because they have a lot of cheap assets so if somehow I ended up, which I doubt, but if I ended up having a 5.3 or 5.2 where I can afford Saka, for example, I just got Saka and put him on the bench, is even a good option to claim in, in some game weeks building towards the 29. Um, and yeah, so it, it really depends. Uh, just to come back to uh, which question that uh, specify that. But yeah, pep, so. Pep talk. Basically talking about yeah, single game pep, week options. Pep talking yeah. Right. yeah, so one of the. For for the for the 29, um, after the big result of Leeds, they are now in, in and I'm concerned about them because mm. I I have Rafinha, which I'm pretty set on selling him on the wild card, but it's still the element that okay, where is Bamford again? He is he can out outscore many of the double game week players, but again we're talking about double game week attackers with good double game week fixtures. So where should I put Bamford? So if I have I have a Bamford exit plan, I have to have a four point um, a point four more in the band to recruit him back going ahead to twenty nine, which is it's not an easy deal because um, all free headers or the ones who don't have a free head would, would certainly have at least two if not three leads players. So I have to be careful with that. Um, so if if you want to get to a double game week player. I think it's it's a good idea, although I'm not applying it exactly myself, but I might also do, is to keep those players. Bamford's ownership is so high. He is a, he's putting out points and numbers. And I think it's worth having him, holding mm. him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, David, what do you think? Sort of single game week options, but with 29 in mind as well? Um, I was just saying that the, the way that I plan for game week uh, 25, to me, absolutely shows that single game week players can sometimes, um, you know, do better than the double game week ones. You know, like I I should have backed myself what I said last week. I didn't feel McCarthy was in the kind of form to actually warrant starting ahead of Pope. I was right. So uh, I'm very much open to the idea of um, holding 
mm-hmm. uh, single game week players if you think that they are worth having. Leads are absolutely ones to think about. That. I mean, at the moment, I'm contemplating what to do with my bench boost. Mm-hmm. And in an ideal world, I'd love to uh, uh, maybe upgrade a, a Dallas to... Um, I've got one million in the bank and get you know get myself invested in a Spurs defender or, or whatever like you know just, just for the sake of having two games but actually a home game against um, Villa um, without Jack Grealish for for mm. Bamford and Dallas to hold them and you know I, I signed I signed Dan Byrne last week in in the view that I was actually quite happy to mm. bench boost him against West Brom so there's definitely people to think about there in terms of planning for game week 29 I mean I've got I've got a wild card and a free hit left and I deliberately. Uh, didn't use them over the, the we get the double game weeks that we've had recently and ranked game weeks because I felt that this game was going to prove a problem. Obviously, that means nothing to someone who's used them already. But in terms of uh, planning for it, um, I guess my advice would be, and this is only an opinion based on it not being what I'm doing, the season ticker is really helpful here in the members area because if you go in and you program it basically to give you a lead up to game week 29, you can basically get an idea of who's got good fixtures as well as having a fixture in game week 29. So you can kind of rank which of those game week 29 teams are more worthy of your investment. So for everything that we've said about Spurs, you know, they are actually quite high because in the next four matches, they've got a double. They play Palace at home. Away at Arsenal, I mean, even if Kane's not having, you know, a particularly good run of form, he'd love scoring against them. And then, of course, they play Villa. Um, Villa are also high as well. Of course, they're missing Jack Grealish, but the fixtures are still nice. You know, Leeds, Sheffield United, Wolves, Newcastle, and then, of course, they play... Spurs. Um, here's a team we've not talked about, and for good reason. Mm. Newcastle, <laughs> who uh, have a lot of blue on in the next four weeks. Now they are a single game week team. They're playing Wolves, then they play West Brom, then they play Villa, then they play Brighton. It's not in, it's not immediately obvious anyone who's worth having from that team. But the season two is really helpful here because if you're you're basically giving yourself a metric by which to prioritise uh, which players you need to be pulling in, especially if you've really got to focus on game week 29. So set it to game week 29 with the other game weeks in there as well. And uh, yeah, work from that really. Yeah, I mean, um, possibly not for 26, but this may be a future scout cast. A player like St Maximum is someone I would be thinking about because I'm in a position where I'm going to be wild carding and a few people are doing this around the game week 30, 31 mark. Um, so essentially I'm going to be dead ending my team into 29. So it's going to be full of a lot of dross. Um, but I think St Maximum, if you're going to get Dross with a bit of gloss. I think he's the one to get. Um, so, yeah, I agree there. Leeds players. I've got I've got the problem this week. I've got Dallas, Rafinha and Bamford. So I'm, I'm going to play one of them. Um, I think I'm going to bench Dallas. But which of Rafinha and Bamford would I mm. bench? And um, that's, that's tricky. <laughs> um, they are so good at the moment. They pretty much doubled most of our scores. Um, or at least got a good third of our scores for the whole week. Just one team. Um, there, um, NZ FPL asked about Kane and Son. I think we've pretty much covered uh, uh, about Son Kane um, there. Um, Kane, great, a great captaincy option. We'll talk about him in a bit when we talk about our captaincy. Um, I'll answer this one from Jules. It says Grealish might not play, um, but who is the best replacement? And 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 that's big. I mean, I am a Grealish owner, and I actually think the best replacement if you don't have him is Harvey Barnes, and you can save yourself a million if you can afford to go up. Um, there are there are other options. Perhaps perhaps um, I suppose I suppose Madison really. Um, and I guess I mean I'm assuming you probably got Fernandez, um, but Son's not really on my radar for that. Mm. But but he is an option if you want to go much further. But Gundogan, if for some reason you haven't got him, um, good one to get him. Um, 
Uh, Mish asks, KDB, he's back, or is he? A great differential for day, get, double game at 26, or should we wait a bit longer? So, Karim, I've got to ask you this, because, you know, you love Kevin De Bruyne, and uh, who, who, who wouldn't, especially City, a City fan? Um, but you're not going to go with him. But are, are you okay with that? Are you at peace with that decision? Oh, it's a tricky one. Um, I, I, I certainly think that KDB so far hasn't hasn't offered the value of an eleven and a half million uh, asset. Mm. Um, um, he he has been he's been offering something like a nine million or eight million player, looking at the returns he's got so far. But he, he he always looked so good. He always had the opportunities to to pull out more goals as well during during the season before his injury, playing playing in many occasions as a false nine or a second striker in a four four two when they defend. It, 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 he looked in a very dangerous position and we know what he's capable of he he, he likes the assists way more than the goals hmm. so you would expect as more assists than goals and it's a question whether you want you want that from an 11 and a half million where you can hmm. get um yeah the the cane or the there's those premiums you like to get goals from them yeah. um if if the penalties come back to him uh, which I have no idea. I can't assume, assume whatsoever at this moment in time, but he would be interesting again. And and I think, I think, I, th- I think he's is a decent. He, he would be, he would be one of those differential players that that we know what he's capable of, and 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 so you would have to take a rest by losing one of the son maybe or or um, ah dare I say maybe Salah if I if I ended up there. But if if I come back to Salah, he's as you said is is a good switch to to KDB at some point if yes. if I need to. Okay. So I keep myself I keep myself like those 11, 12 million mm. to swap the Salah to KDB. Um, I think the difference this season is actually Gondogan, mm. because even if KDB is doing what KDB does best uh, in terms of FPL, I still think that Gondogan will not be far away behind him. With a half of his price, so it's kind of, it's kind of like putting a huge barrier to get KDB while having you can have Gundogan for half of his price. Um, but if if you like KDB like I do, I, I might just get him. And I, I think the fixtures are are strong, and I think uh, uh, City will not. I don't think they will pay attention elsewhere to the Champions League rather than the Premier League, not in the short period of time, because they want to keep winning, they want to drop the league up uh, as soon as possible. So I still think they will um, play the strongest team every every game week until until they officially did it. Um, and I still think KDB, that will be a big part of it. Um, he, he will not, once he's full in full fitness, I don't think he will be rotated, because he's so so important, so good for the team and for Pip's tactics. So, I would I would not be certain to get him ahead of the double game week, uh, that's for sure. Um, mm. But maybe beyond that, okay, so, uh, there so will not be enough time. Would, there will would, not be enough time after the twenty uh, until the twenty nine. Which I guess so brings us back to 30. the Salah brings us back to the Salah point. Another benefit yeah. of getting Salah in is you can you can run away from him to KDB, yeah. but um, going finding the money for KDB. Or indeed Salah without without them. So that's that's definitely mm. something to consider. Um yep. here's a question for you for you, David, it's from Chris Smith. Um was saying instead of instead of those like Son, Kane and Salah, whose form has taken a bit of a dip, um, should we focus on those who are performing well 
um, particularly midfield. And he, and he, and he references Bar- Harvey Barnes there, but he also mentions Mason Mount, who is a definite mm. consideration, I think, for a wild card. Um, and Richarlison as well. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think, David, about some of those, I guess, less fashionable, but um, nevertheless, very well high-performing players? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great uh, uh, thing to consider at this stage of the season. They're the kind of players that I need to be looking at to make up the ground in the, the weeks to come because I do think there's a little bit of a, there's a, I guess, blinkers on type look at Son and Kane, just in my personal opinion. I think you can get more, possibly more value out of those other players. Um, and and Mount is a good one, actually, to be honest, because mm. um, I'm, some of the other questions we're about to uh, go through are to do with timing of chips. Yeah. Um, and I do think that people who hold on to their wild card, which may well be me, um, I'm hoping it'll be me, I'm hoping I don't get forced into it sooner mm. than I want to, um, will notice that Chelsea actually are going to, Chelsea are going to be a team that we're going to be looking at if you're going to be wild carding around game week 30. That's me. Um, or even game week 27. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you, Joe. Um, I'm not exactly certain where it's going to be. For me, it'll be between 27 and 30. But either way, Chelsea are right up there with teams to consider because if you sort the season ticker by game week 30 to 38, uh, for overall difficulty, they rank fourth. They've got, they've got home games against West Brom, Brighton, Fulham. Uh, they've got away games against Palace, West Ham. Um, you know, they've got some good fixtures in that particular run. And, and Mason Mount is, is really making uh, mm. a case for uh, yeah. being in the team. Um, Jorginho has been taking to penalties, not necessarily starting all the games, yeah. but um, Chelsea definitely on my radar. Well, I think Bill, we've already talked about Barnes. I feel like Richarlison, it's hard to get excited about him compared to Calvert-Lewin. But yeah, um, yeah Mount's someone we haven't really discussed yet. Yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye on them fixtures because, uh, yeah, things are only going to get better, I think, for Chelsea. The more that Tuchel works with this team, I think the more they're yeah, going to realise. definitely. I mean, so, I mean, Seb, um, who, of Scoutcast fame, Seb, um, who wildcarded a week or so ago, um, is asking about your wildcard, Karam, because yeah. about the timing of it. And I guess this is in mind with his wildcard and all those that were also wildcarded a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, will it be the same? You know, will essentially you be wildcarding into a similar team? Or what, what do you think, if you'd have wildcarded two weeks ago, but what, what do you think you've learned since since then, since a couple of weeks ago, that would make makes your wildcard team different to someone like, say, Sebs? Um, yeah, I think what, there are two main reasons where I decided to wildcard. Uh, the first one is the fact that I have used my bench boost, so I had a relatively expensive bench. Mm-hmm. And in a double down week where... There are a lot of options, a lot of premiums, a lot of expensive players you can or you want to afford and get. I thought it would be a great opportunity to use the wild card to free up the money from from the bench. Um, I also found myself. It's it's a funny story because when I when I saw my bus team ahead of the double game week, I had actually ten double game week players, but there are at least four of them that I don't want them, um, uh, even if they have double game week. So. I, I was I was in a position where I expected it didn't come as a surprise. Mm-hmm. I, it was always a plan to double game week um, into wildcard in mm-hmm. in 26, um, and I wanted to assess how how I perform in terms of the mm-hmm. the points and the rank in, in the last two. And I learned that the template is so strong that even if my template is strong, uh, if if my team is template, I don't I don't really I don't really gain anything. So. I think the main reason for the wild card is to look for something different, and I think there are. I think this is the best time. This is the best game week where you can find opportunities there, because the likes of Vardy, 
yeah, uh, the likes of Vardy, Diani, um, those options, uh, having Son, no Son, it, it can go either way, um, uh, Salah or no Salah as well. So there is a big opportunity where you can make a really decent round or you just <laughs> go the I, other I, way. I, think, I mean, looking at, say, Seb's what, uh, team at the moment, yeah. so I know he'll make changes, but one of the main yeah. differences is, is he's got lots of Leeds players. But obviously, if you wildcarded yeah. a couple of weeks ago, you're going to have Leeds players for, for these this double game week yeah. we've just finished um, so that's a key difference but another one I notice is um, you've got triple Leicester um, and his team doesn't so mm-hmm. I, I wonder if those this is quite a good perhaps advice for those that have wild carded a couple of weeks ago um, and they're, they're they're without Leicester they perhaps haven't seen um, it hadn't seen enough of Leicester's attack but now are convinced going for some Leicester assets might might mm-hmm. be might be the key difference to sort of catch up with with you mm. benefiting from that extra information. Um, yeah. But some other questions about the timing of cards. Um, Militant and and another another post of Magic Zico asked about why not free hitting now? Um, and, you know, so, yeah, I mean, David, I mean, that, it, for those that perhaps want to use their wild card another time and, and don't want a bench boost, a free hit would actually be a really good move in this double game. Surely just get the best players. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think the free hit can. I think free hit can be a great chip in this week because it's. Uh, well, whenever anyone plays it from this point in the season, <clears throat> I think it's going to have a big impact because it was used massively. I think for was it game week eighteen when it, we had about six games, um, and um, just to give you some uh, stats from the top ten k, um, there's hardly any of them got got it left. To be honest, um, I mean, Ooh. obviously that's not necessarily representative of, of of the rest of us, but it certainly tells a story about um, you know plugged in managers. So. After the game with 25 deadline, 80% of the top 10K had used their free hit chip, which means 20% of them have it left. I imagine there's probably a similar carryover from that to, I guess, the the bracket we would consider ourselves in, not in this, you know, kind of regardless of rank in terms of what active players have left. And uh, when we did a poll on site this week, um, it's still up and running. It's you can go and vote in it now. The results can change between now and the deadline. Um, the free hit is comfortably the least considered chip. So. I'll just run through the results of that now because I think people will find it interesting okay. anyway. Um, the, the the poll results so far, we've got 29 people said they'd play the bench boost in double game week 26, which um, is actually lower than I expected. You know, sometimes it can be easy to think that the bench boost is like the talk of the town and everyone's doing it. Fantasy Football Scout voters, only 29% have selected that option. 27% have selected triple captain. So there's actually quite um, uh, a lot of uh, equilibrium between those two options. And 26% said they're going to play no chip. So whatever chip you play this week, you've got to expect a green arrow, to be honest. If, if, if a quarter of the voters in this aren't going to play a chip at all. Uh, 14% are on wild cards, which makes sense because we, we saw more attention for that last week. The bench boost being popular this week means wild cards wasn't popular last week. So then that brings us to the free hit. Just 2.6% of Fantasy Football Scout voters at this point in time are saying they're going to use their free hit chip. And I, I, I imagine that's just because not many of them have it left. And as you say, it gives you the opportunity to benefit from um, players who have a double right now who you maybe don't need beyond that. We've been talking about the problem of Leeds players. What do I do with them? Because they're so great and they've got a fixture in 29 and I don't want to bench them. Well, play the free hit if you have it and you don't have to worry about it at all. You can sell them. Yeah. You know, you, I was talking about my bench just now. You know, I've got I've got Dallas and Bamford on my bench. You know, I'd love to be able to turn those into two players we're going to play twice. Maybe the free hit's the way to do it. So um, I'm probably still going to use the free hit for either 29 or possibly we've still got to consider game weeks 32 and 33 where 
the FA Cup and the EFL Cup respectively will influence mm -hmm. those fixtures. I always like to play my free hit in the second of the two FA Cup blanks because you've got a wider pool for players. Mm -hmm. Probably why I'm going to look to use it, but I think it can have a massive impact oh, in 2026 take so, away some of those hard decisions i mean i've used my free hit chip already but i used it um in a blank game week uh that was in january um but i i got well over 20 points more than i would have done if i'd have um you know just had to use normal transfers um free transfer to go into that so i in essence i'm i it, i think lots of us were in that same position who free free hitted them because that because our existing teams would have done so awfully anyway um but I think I think we're we're okay there. But I think if I had my free hit chip left, I'd be very tempted for this double game week and just max out on the absolute creme de la creme of that eleven. Just the make pool that of players is big uh, for free hits. I think because yeah, look, look, I'm really glad I didn't use my free hit on double game uh, blank game week eighteen because it really fell flat on its face mm. from what I can remember. Mm. You know, it was a game week that most people got around 40, 50 points, and you know you only made about fifteen points on your non free hit team. Um, it's a bit like the bench boost. It's a, um, you know, uh, in, in that you need a um, a large pool of players yeah. to increase the ceiling for that chip. And the free hit chip sometimes gets overlooked as an opportunity to um, uh, capitalize on that wider pool. You know, you sometimes use it as a almost like a wicket keeper yeah. to stop you from getting bailed out by for having two players. But actually, if you take if you sometimes dead end your team into a situation where you don't need the free hit for that week when there's only four fixtures, mm. so that the game week where you've it just you've got smaller margin for error if you can pull together a team that's going to basically have uh, uh, what like 20 22 mm. 20 24 players really because you're going to captain one of those players um that's much better that the ceiling for that is much better than free hitting a team that you know only got four games you're going to have to have three fulham players or you're going to have to have three newcastle players or whatever but i i mean it's it's hard because you're going to have to make the decision to go with it before that 29 and then looking back in hindsight, all you've got is hindsight. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone, you know, put together a free hit team just on yeah. paper for 26 and 29, well, looked back well, and that, looked at the size of their green arrow. I wouldn't be shocked. If it... Well, that, that brings us um, to, to Weeb Kakashi's question, which is could a wild card in 30 or 31 be luke, uh, potentially be lucrative, uh, especially for those already stocked up on good double gaming 26 assets? Um, I think we've yeah. already sort of covered that, really, because... Obviously, you get extra information, but yeah, you do get these players like the Chelsea players. So I would be possibly looking at maybe Alonso, Mount, Werner. I mean, these types of players, um, and those wildcarding now um, or in the previous week or so, um, you know, would have to use transfers to get to those. Um, I think that's fairly easy. I mean, it's just a few players there. I notice Wolves have really good fixtures from thirty onwards. They're not in anyone's radar at the moment, but Neto. Could be good. Um, perhaps one of the defenders um, could be good as well. Johnny could be firmly, firmly back and established. There could be strong options, but not at the moment. But but maybe then. Um, and the Circus Monkey just finish off the questions. Is it worth bench boosting at a later date if you um, take hits? Um, is it worth it? Um, is it worth bench boosting at a later date? So what he's talking about there is if, and this is something I'm thinking about because I'm not bench boosting this week, it, it, it would be pointless for me because I think I'd have to spend a minus 12 to get an effective bench boost, which just seems like the most stupid thing to do is to just basically cancel my bench boost as soon as I've played it. Um, but I don't know when I would bench boost again. And I've, I've, I've got to at some point. Um, so David or Karen, 
for, for those of us bench boosting another time, when when might we do it? <laughs> Any ideas? Well, go ahead, uh, David. I can. Okay. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, what, what I what I think. What, yeah. What, what, the way I think. <laughs> I think uh, how, I'm not sure how the season will fully um, uh, um, look by the end of the season, but I, I think we will have very like many double game weeks. Um, uh, the, the the blank game week of 33 will be arranged somewhere, mm-hmm. and I think these are the opportunities apart from just bench boosting in a single game week and on the cheap assets that have decent fixtures. Mm-hmm. But I think I think probably. It's something like what I said. I bench boosted in a mini double game week with with um, with uh, what was that with the West Ham and uh, barely assets mm-hmm. plus Danny Ames. Um, so uh, it worked out. So uh, there is an opportunity in in the mini double game weeks. I don't expect to have a big double game week where um, you, you can have a bench boost uh, after twenty six. I think this is the opportunity, and it's rather interesting coming back to the. The previous point you mentioned that free hitting in 26 could be a massive opportunity because what I did is it's just practically free hitting but with the idea to have these players later on because I just focus the money mostly on on the 11 so it's kind of aligned with with the with the concept I had a few few game weeks ago so in terms of opportunity you might be looking at a mini double game week um, mm-hmm. or a single game week with decent fixtures I don't think they will, yeah. will be having a, a, a massive or a, yeah, I think, a semi-massive I think I think the game. message is that this is the best week to, to yeah. bench boost um, but if you can't you can't um, so if, you, if you're using another chip like a wild card you obviously can't and if you're like me you just haven't planned for it um, I, I I hadn't had it in my thoughts. I I hate the bench boost, so I just <laughs> I'm putting off the decision for as long as I can. But if I'd have been a bit more savvy, and if I'd have loved the bench boost more, I'd have planned for this week. I think this is a mm-hmm. great week. But it's pointless playing if I you've got to use twelve points. Yeah, you hate the bench boost. Yeah, I also hate the bench boost. Yeah, and so then that's why I'm using it now. Like just get it out the freaking way. Get, and then if yeah. I, if I have fewer regrets if I use it on a game week where there's fourteen teams playing twice. Bottom line. Um, what we're going to do is we move on to um, the next four fixtures. So we're, we're round off with our captaincy and transfer plans because obviously this has been quite quite a long scout cast because there's lots more to talk about. This is, I think, it's one of the biggest double game weeks we've ever had, um, certainly in my memory, um, in terms of the fixtures here. But looking at the next four game weeks um, for this section, um, it's worth mentioning we're partnered with Football Index, so there may also be players looking at uh, buying through there. That's where you can buy and sell shares in players and using fancy football knowledge with the aim to make a profit. Um, so looking at these fixtures here to see if there's anything, any teams that spring out because we're thinking like long-term planning. So we're all going 26, 26, but of course we've got games 27, 28, and then that blank game 29 to think about. And what I've done here is I've, I've sorted by difficulty here and it's Man City come out top. They got West Ham Wolves and then they've got another double game week of Manchester United, Southampton, and then they play Fulham, then they blank. So that's why I'm thinking I'm starting to move away from my Man City players and I can possibly get them back um, when I wildcard again in 30 or 31. So that's another benefit there. Tottenham, definitely a team to target. Burnley, Fulham in this double game week. Then Crystal Palace, Arsenal, uh, who's obviously a derby match, anything can happen. And then they got Villa in 29, so they play 29. Aston Villa themselves obviously play Tottenham in 29. But they've got Leeds and Sheffield United, we discussed this week. Then they got 27, they got Wolves and game week 28. Newcastle, so great fixtures there. Newcastle themselves, not too shabby. Wolves, West Brom, Villa and Brighton. That's why I'm... 
some maximum players like that. No one's going to own them. Um, so yeah, maybe go for them. Leicester, great fixtures. Arsenal, Burnley. Then they got Bright, Brighton and Sheffield United. Then a blank. So I'm maybe I should be getting more Leicester in um, because if you um, you can you can move away from them in game week twenty nine or indeed if you're wildcarding before twenty nine you can somehow marry up the final um, eight nine fixtures with getting a, you know covering that blank game week. That's that's another option as well but right down there is um, West Ham at the moment not great they've got City Leeds Manchester United and Arsenal these are not great fixtures for them uh, Wolves um, have got uh, Newcastle City Villa and Liverpool I mean these are awful uh, Manchester United not too good either really which is why David last week was talking about getting rid of Fernandes uh, possibly um, Ch- uh, Chelsea Crystal Palace but then they've got City and West Ham United Burnley so this is where Pope this the, the switch from Pope to Martinez would be quite shrewd perhaps um, they've got Tot- Tottenham and Leicester then they've got Arsenal and Everton so I can't see that many clean sheets there um, and Arsenal themselves uh, do play in 29 and the mixed bag Leicester, Burnley, Tottenham and West Ham United but I mean, that, that's some of the ones at the top and the bottom there but I don't know if either of you looking at that and you know sorts out your plans I don't know whether Karim you'd looked at that particularly the next four for your wild card, yeah. so you can sort of get a team in place. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I think I have cover uh, from pretty much all the top teams in, in the ticker: uh, the Man City, the Spurs, the Villa, um, Leicester. Um, uh, as I said, I think the, the main reason I, I wild carded is to focus on Leicester. Uh, it's still undecided row with a triple, just yeah. just to be clear on that. But I would definitely have one, probably two, maybe three, um, because because of the fixtures. Uh, you look at, at the double game week. I think um, they are decent enough, and um, you can carry them over the next game weeks as well, up until mm-hmm. twenty nine, whether. I will free hit or not, but certainly I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't mind having them afterwards because they still have that good run. And uh, Spurs, Spurs, they have a decent, decent fixtures, but you don't actually know are they decent actually because of of the current form. You just have. I think. I think I mentioned something about about Son the last uh, scoutcast. Uh, he's a light and never captain and never sell. Mm. And I'm not, and I, I also mentioned that Salah, not having Salah is not fun to own, uh, to not own. And I'm still questioning it now whether I, 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 I should push the button and, and take them out. But the features still good for them. So this, these are the decisions that would go until the, the deadline day. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, would, I would avoid the, the bottom line teams. The Fernandez thing is, is a funny story because yeah. I think. I think if he he's, he's the opposite, so whether he whether he plays good or bad, he will get you 12, 12 points somehow. He, he, you will open FPL page, you open at the score, you will find twelve points a hole from Fernandez. How it doesn't matter. So it's really it's really like um, tough to to draw without him, even with this with this. And I, I totally agree what David said on on the strategy and on the tactics how Man United lineup in the bigger games um, and we've seen clearly that they sort of draw in the nil-nil games but you never know that's the thing um, and I think I actually changed I think, my mind on him to be honest 
Are you there? I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, yeah, I, I want to kind of nip in here and be like, I just don't quite want my name attached to this whole band is out bandwagon. So last week it was pre-double game week fixture. Mm. So I was just looking at Chelsea, Man City. You mm. stick Crystal Palace in as a double game week one of those and, and all of a sudden it just completely takes away any concern. So, so I agree with you absolutely that He's, you, you can't, you can't, I don't think you can move him on now. So, yeah. yeah, just wanted to just get in there before people saw me as this lunatic that was, mm. you know, Fernandez out. And this, and this is why we were talking about the uh, the possibility of free hitting. So, if you're, um, if you want to keep your Leeds assets, but you don't particularly want to play them this week, well, hey, Presto, they can come back for you for West Ham, Chelsea, and Fulham. So, there's a mixed bag of fixtures, really. So, the Chelsea one's the tough one there. Fulham and West Ham away are quite good for Leeds, especially. Yeah. Such an attacking side um, there. Um, yeah, lo- lots of options, lots to think about um, there. Um, just just before we move on to our uh, differential pick, uh, which is David's. Uh, no, it's Karim's turn this week. David, I, I was getting confused because... I still have something to say, though. I still have something I to know, say. I know, you've still got something to say. So that's why I was thinking. I was thinking, I must remember David for the differential. But we'll come to that in a minute. Um, just to mention, you can sign up to Football Index today. They've got a seven-day, £500 money-back guarantee. There's a link in the description below to sign up, as well as a link. Check out the full terms and conditions. It's for 18 plus only. Please gamble responsibly. Um, you can check out begambleaware.org, and there's a link for this in the description as well. So, yeah, on to the differential. Um, mm. Now, I picked Rafina a couple of weeks ago, so... Very chuffed there. Um, and incredibly, David, you picked Minamino, who, although he was benched yeah, the second off. match, cares, the first, he, he scored. And, and, Literally within 20 minutes and, or whatever. And the, the FPL game, community on Twitter declared you a legend. Uh, oh, because because wow. Minamino, no one no one else was, was touting his name, but you did there. Well, so, the, the thing I want to add, I just want to add one thing that's absolutely hilarious, and he's going to dig me out for this, but I already did it on Twitter, so it's fine. Um, I wanted to add an interesting subplot to this because obviously Seb I was a bit sort of like, oh, that's a bit weird. He was like, I initially I reject that idea, but actually it makes a lot of sense. And then he was yeah. very big and bigging me up on Twitter. So thank you, Seb. Um, after last week's show, I got a message from, uh, and I had to double check who this was from based on what it said, from my best mate who said, I'm sorry to say this, but I hope your differential fails. I just don't rate Minamino. And I have been very public about stating this fact. So I don't want to be proven wrong. Really? Well, that ended very well for him. Uh, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to add does, that. that does you know. he have... To, I mean, you're the editor of a fantasy football <laughs> website and appearing in front of um, thousands of people on video. Does he have that mm-hmm. sense of... To be, he's been telling people? Who's he been telling? Well, I was I was very confused who these people were. I haven't quite ascertained who they were yet. I, one of them, I think, is a Liverpool fan. I mean, he's an Arsenal fan, so yeah. I tend to just take everything he says with a pinch of well, salt. Well, you definitely anyway, so win in terms of you no can tell change. more people about your moves, and especially when <laughs> they're differentials who score. Um, so um, He's going to hate me for that, but, you know. Oh, well. <laughs> no pressure, Karam. Um, who is your low-owned gem, under 5% ownership for the next four game weeks? Yeah, so um, the, the moment I realised that it's my pick now, I uh, I have a good history with defenders. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, okay, let me look up for defenders. And then I, the first one came out to, to me was Ricardo Pereira. And it's like, okay, without checking his uh, total selected by, he's, he's, he's way, I think, lower than 1%. But then I, um, I found a more interesting one. I was like, okay, let's go to an attacker this time who has a double DM weight. And he has a good run official. I already mentioned this podcast, and probably he is a way to find Salah back. Um, um, David has spoiled it uh, um, a few minutes ago, and it's, it's um, Bayediani. 
Um, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> of 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 West oh. Brom, uh, I think he is at 0.9 percent. Um, in the last, uh, where is he? I think in the last uh, four matches, um, he is joint top for biggest chances total with five, um, along with Jamie Vardy, um, and, and that, that's 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 very decent at six mm. million. Um, watching him, the artist, uh, artist, he 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 looked very dangerous against Burnley. And, and I still can't understand how did he miss that the big opportunity where he had um, um, the crossbar. Um, so I still think that Gianni could be, I, I do appreciate if, if a lot of managers are stuck up on um, a Bamford or getting a Kane plus DCL and it's hard to fit in a sport, but that's where I, I like to pick my differential. Um, and because could allow indeed to go to Salah, and it's, it's funny because I am I'm, I'm picking him as my differential. But I'll probably I, I was not planning to get him in my team uh, because I'm on a wild card. Mm-hmm. It looks perfect time to do that. But maybe now, um, if I settle back on uh, on Salah on Salah back, um, then Etienne could be uh, an option to bring in <laughs> for one of those players. As in Newcastle in 27 after the double game week and fixtures in 28 so yeah here you go well, you, Daniel. You, you know our thoughts on him we think he's great but we try to persuade you to get him in <laughs> so, <laughs> so he gets a thumbs up from me great differential I think we're on a roll yeah same uh, yeah. here here you go okay let's move on to our transfer and capacity plan so I'll just go back to your wildcard picture again Cam and just to mm. see if we've managed to <laughs> bully you into any changes um, overall are there any uh, particular things you're considering but also who are you going to captain because you can get any yeah. player you want in so you can yeah. captain whoever you want this you can get the very best so who mm-hmm. who are you going to captain i'm almost certain that i'm going to captain jamie vardy uh, and the vice captain would be harry kane um i i know that vardy will not be uh, will, will not be highly owned and will not be highly captained and and as I said I'm, I'm I think I, I I think I'm not I'm not usually a very um, um, aggressive manager in a way that takes a lot of risk but being conservative this season hasn't has worked out my way mm-hmm. so um yeah not only I'm I'm probably not gonna own Salah I'm probably I'm gonna probably not captain Kane or Son I'm actually leaning towards Jamie Vardy um, historically, he likes to score against Arsenal, um, and probably, probably he will be one of the top scorers in double game week. That's yeah. my feeling, um, and, and that's why I'm going to captain him, right? Now you've said that, definitely get Son in, because <laughs> if you're not going to captain yeah. Kane, his effective ownership will be huge. But you can Kane and Son, as we know, assist and score for each other. So yeah. you are definitely mitigating against that. So you've got a nice shield there. You've got the sword with Vardy so I think that's probably mm. a good move um, there yeah. um, David um, now I haven't because you you were so busy try, after the, um, yeah, the the Leeds Southampton game I haven't got a picture of your 26 squad so I've got your pre-Leeds um, match tonight's 25 squad in so um, while people that that's obviously going to change for, for 26 yeah. but what, what what are your plans who, who are you planning to get in yeah so um Chip, I think, is almost certainly going to be bench boost. Um, I, I would, I wouldn't be all that upset with at the moment bench boosting McCarthy, Burn, mm-hmm. Dallas, and Bamford, who are my four guys who have one game. 
because everybody else, which is Pope, Maguire, Cancelo, Target, mm. Sterling, Fernandez, Gundogan, Salah, Ongisa, Calvert-Lewin, and Watkins all play twice. So I've got full 11 players. Mm. I've been building up to that on purpose because mm. I didn't want to have to wild card to do this. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily mind bench boosting that. But of course, with the high ceiling you get in a game week like this, I'm, I'm quite prepared to take some hits um, to uh, yeah maybe upgrade things because I do have a million in the bank. Now, I've been a bit uncertain as to who I would... Um, be moving on to do this and, and to be honest the wild card timing is a little bit of a has a part to play here because um the people so burn dallas and bamford i all want for game week 29 which is not necessarily a problem if i'm while if i'm wild carding uh quite soon mm. you know if i'm wild card between 26 and 29 then actually spending some money in the bank to upgrade a burn or a dallas or a bamford to a double game week player is not necessarily um, too damaging other than maybe uh, value of players. So, um, yeah, that's going to play a part. At the moment, I'm looking at spending my 1 million to upgrade McCarthy to Ariola, mm-hmm. um, And then, even though I've only just signed him, because I feel like getting hold of him again wouldn't be that difficult, I'm actually looking at the leftover money I would have. I could get burned to Shaw for the double game week. So then, rather than bench boosting McCarthy, Burn, Dallas and Bamford, I'd be bench boosting... Ariola, Shaw, Dallas, and Bamford, which actually, to be honest, like that looks yeah. like the kind of bench you think could score that's 16, a good, 20 that's points. A bench boost, yeah. And yeah, um, and that would be a minus four. And actually, that's that's pretty good. Um, I could, minus eight is, is hard to do because I, I, I think McCarthy and Burn to, to Ariola and Shaw is solid improvement. Mm. Doesn't leave me too much left in the bank to upgrade on Gisa, for example. He would be the yeah. only one that I would want to move on from that because the other 11 I can trust. I don't have any Spurs coverage, but I, that doesn't bother me because we've kind of discussed what I, what my opinions are on Spurs, and and I do just think that there's I've got more trust in the eleven players I've got. You know, I've not owned Spurs players for the last three or four weeks because they haven't played like a team worthy of my investment. So why should that change the second mm. they come up against two well-organized defenses? So yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. Captaincy very much undecided. I think um, it's between Calvert Lewin, uh, Gundogan. Fernandez and Salah so yeah quite a lot of people so I don't know I don't yeah. know on that one okay so uh, do do check out the captaincy video and podcast that we've got earlier today because that gives more of our thoughts about the captaincy I know that Calvert Lewin um, was flavour of the month <laughs> flavour of the week rather I should say so uh, here's my um, bus team so far for 26 so, so it's, it, this is um, not good <laughs> at the moment um, but what I'm looking to do is beef it up a bit um, so I've currently got Edison in goal, uh, uh, John Stones, Loughton and Dallas, Grealish, um, who's going to be removed, Fernandez, who's currently my vice-captain, Salah, Gundogan, and up front I've got Calvert-Lewin, who I'm currently considering for the captaincy, Bamford and Ings, and then on my bench, which I've got Mitchell, Kufau, Rafina and Steer. So what I'm looking at doing is I've got enough in the bank um, to remove Grealish and Ings for Harry Kane and Harvey Barnes. I am then going to captain either Harry Kane or Calvert Lewin. Um, and so there'll be, and that's one of the, something that's going to be Friday and Saturday. If, across Friday and the, and the weekend, I'm thinking, oh, Kane, Calvert Lewin, and it's going to be one of those ones, and I'll probably get it wrong. <laughs> But that's the decision I'll make. And Fernandez, I do think, is in the mix as well. I just think he's doing well. Um, so looking at my 
bench there. Bench boost is, is not really an option because I want to replace Grealish and Ings there. So I'm looking for playing a couple of my Leeds players um, if I play Dallas. But I'm looking at... So what, one of Bamford or Rafinha has to be benched. And I haven't got enough for a bench boost without spending lots and lots of hits. So I'm just going to bench one of Rafinha and Bamford. And that's that's good. Weirdly, that's going to be my main decision. Everyone else is worrying about how many double game weekers get in, and I'm thinking, well, which single game weaker shall I shall I bench? And it's going to be one of those one of those two. Um, I think I'm going to play Mitchell over Dallas because they've got Fulham and Manchester United. It's the Gary Cahill comments um, about how they're focusing much more on defence. I don't know. I still don't can't assess whether that was just for the Brighton match or not. But it says to me that they're targeting Fulham for a clean sheet because they're going to start seeing them as potential relegation rivals or rather teams that are threatened with relegation. And so it's in their interest to, you know, it's a classic six pointer. So it's, it's in their interest for Fulham to get beaten um, uh, or rather Fulham not to score against them. So I, I wonder with, the, with Mitchell might get me, might get me something there. It could get me something like eight points or something. Is that more? Is that more than Dallas can get? I don't know, but um, so I'm an example of someone who's not using any chips, and I'm hoping to come out of this with the smallest of green arrows. I think I don't think I'm capable of getting a large green arrow. This this is my. I think every there's like every game week in a in a FPL manager season they have to take their medicine. Game week twenty six is the one I'm going to, um, and I've you know hopefully you know the the point, extra points I got for my free hit earlier in the season my wild card later in the season um, and the bench boost whenever I use that hopefully that will mitigate against it um, but yeah this is this is I'm not looking forward to this week um, I might hide um, so anyway it's been a really long scout cast it's probably been one of our longest ones yet um, now Karen, Karen's not going to be uh, with us for a little while because um, you're busy you're getting married Karen um, so many many congratulations um, so where, where, whereabouts are you getting married again? I think you're muted, Karen. Yeah, so I'm back. Um, he was yeah, quite literally speechless. He was speechless. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'll be flying this Friday to uh, Cairo, Egypt. Ooh. And oh. that's where I will spend some time, uh, um, yeah, having the wedding and honeymoon and spend some time. So, um, yeah, thanks a lot. Exciting time. I look forward to it, of course. And uh, yeah, that's why I will probably sit on a wild card where um, I don't allow anybody to ruin it potentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe one of the memories, if I end up having Salah back, it's like, okay, for the sake of not having a bad weekend, mm. well, I want to focus on the wedding. Well, so, it's a good um, way to think of the wild card as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's like you've got other, th- you know, if you're moving house, getting married, <laughs> you know, you've got, to, you've got to think, you've got more important things to think about. You just want to get your yeah. team in good shape and just forget about it. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Thanks. Thank you, John. Well, great. Well, well, many congratulations from all at Scoutcast, and I'm appreciate sure, it. I'm sure, we'll you will get a lot of messages about that as well. Yeah, um, appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, I'll only the Scoutcast for the next few weeks, but no. uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Excellent stuff. And um, David, thanks so much for joining us as well, because this was this was this was a tight squeak <laughs> to get on um, with the the match finishing <laughs> like five minutes before Scoutcast, and I noticed on site you've actually written up a match report about it. Um, in a mm. long, amazing. <laughs> um, anyway, well, I mean, 
it's 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 my job. It's my job, Joe. It's so job. I, I won't I won't glory in that. I, I, I was trained by the best uh, the best sports journalists mm. there are. So that's just that's just how it goes. So I just doing your job. Just an honest man doing his job. Um, anyway, it's a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. Good night, everyone.